0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Delamore. I'm so glad you're joining us today. Now, whether you're on the road of restoration, you're falling off the road, you've been weary of being on the road, I really believe this, that what you're gonna hear today is gonna inspire you. The truth is, all of us are going through some form of restoration. We're either coming out of something difficult or about to go into something difficult. And I believe today that God has your restoration on his heart and mind. Today, I have the great privilege to be with a great friend who I've known for 10 years. He's the pastor of Freedom House Church in Irvine, also in La Brea, and in other cities that he's in, obviously, Orange County. I'm talking about Pastor Josiah Silva. Pastor Josiah, it's good to see you. Pastor
1: Serge, what's happening? Good to see you, my friend. Yes, sir. So good to be on the Road to Restoration podcast. Love seeing what God is doing through the podcast.
0: Thank you. (laughs) It's exciting to see... That when I first met you to where you are now, God has taken you on a journey.
1: Restoration. Come on now. You know what God has done. I mean, we met actually it's over over 10 years. You're saying 10 years. I was like, yeah. hey, don't cut our friendship short. Come on. It's now. been over 10 years, man. Wow. And I know that because you came and spoke for us at one of our first buildings that we got in, which was like the second year of our church being Saturday. So I think it's more like 12 years, man. So wow. it's been some time. We've been rolling, fighting some devils. Come, Come on. on, somebody. You know, and I just, I love that because to me, relationship is so important. And you're talking about restoration. You're talking about all that goes on, the kingdom's relational. And I think that who you decide to do life with is very important. So excited for you. Thanks for having me on, Pastor. Serge.
0: A couple of years ago, I came to the church when I started my process of restoration. And much to my surprise, I walk into the church and you're preaching on rebuilding, restoring, <laughs> on. and reviving. That's yeah. why I'm you got the, the freedom house gear. Come on, somebody <laughs> let's go for the gear merch. I know. So talk to me about this series because yeah. not only do I believe in it, but yeah. what, why did God give you this series? What was going on in your heart that you felt the need to talk about rebuilding, restoring and reviving?
1: Well, I mean, first and foremost, we, as a whole globe, were coming out of this global pandemic, you know, so many people, as I As I looked out just to the landscape of our world, I mean, so many people were hurting. Everybody was affected. So it wasn't like only one person was going through something. We all went through it together, you know, and everybody dealt with it its own way. A lot of things took place, transpired during that time. And just the overwhelming needs that I saw within our own church people where so many people uh, needed counseling, needed a fresh word. And so I started seeking God. My God, what do you want to do? And, And those three words came in my prayer time. God said, I want to rebuild. I want to restore and ultimately revive because so many people are praying for we need revival, revival. I'm like, yeah, but revival is the byproduct of a few things taking place. Right. You know, you don't just, you don't just revival doesn't just sweep in. Revival is built in the, in the prayer room. It's built in through the processes. And so those three words. And so during that time, as I was seeking God, uh, I actually, we did a prayer time where I, I I said for the next three Saturdays, if you need a prophetic word, I'm going to be at the church And I put a couple hours and I prophesied over every single person that would walk through those doors to get to start the process of rebuilding, restoring and reviving. Um, But I did a whole series on it. Obviously, we did the merch on it, but it was really all based out of Nehemiah. And the whole thing in Nehemiah, remember, they were going to rebuild the wall and Nehemiah saw that a nation needed to be rebuilt. And so we just did a book study on Nehemiah. I wrote a devotional on it. But the whole process was how they ultimately revived that city. And there was a process of that. And, and I mean, we can get into it if you like, but but uh, it's a whole process on it. So, yeah. Well,
0: I do want to talk about it because there are people listening right now who they're about to go <laughs> okay. into a process of restoration. Got it. Yeah. It could be their marriage. It could right. be their business. It could right. be their ministry. It could be with their relationships. It could be with them personally with God. And so talk to us about the process. Yeah. It starts with rebuilding.
1: And so the process of healing is that. And so what I notice is so many people are hurting. And healing is, is a process. I mean, healing can be miraculous. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I believe in supernatural healing in one moment, bam, you're healed and you go for it. But pastoring now 14 years, I would say 90% of the people that I see get healed, it's a process. It's it's an actual, you know, a road to recovery. God deals with you. It's almost like when you get an injury and you go through a rehab process. You know, it's, it's, it's that taking place. And sometimes when you're getting healed, I always say this, the process hurts more than the actual hurt, the injury.
0: Okay. Explain that. So I remember you. Yeah. Preaching yeah. That. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I had a reconstructive knee surgery on my left knee, old, old football injury. And when I, when I heard it, it was in a quick moment, but the healing process was over six months to a year.
0: I think that's the reason why people struggle. Yeah. I struggled with the whole process of how long it took. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I thought, hold on, I feel better. I think I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, but no. But only
0: for God to reveal another area. Yeah, right. So like what you said, the pain is caused in a moment.
1: Yeah, but sometimes it's even more painful to get back to full healing because and full the t-
0: Because the time that it takes. Right. Explain that. So, why does it take, why is it more painful over time?
1: Because that's when you're learning mobility. So I just use this analogy and it's like my knee, you know, if I didn't go through the painful process to gain the mobility back, I would have gained scar tissue. And my, my knee would have locked up and I never would have been able to run or to walk in With full scar motion, tissue. scar tissue builds up when, whenever you don't, whenever you don't, uh, a joint will actually, um, lock itself in. And so to protect itself, it'll actually just, and that's why some people are no longer able to bend their knee. So in order for me to get healed, I had to go through a rehab process, restoration process so that it wouldn't build scar tissue, but I would build strength so that I would have full mobility in my knee, be able to run, jump, and and have that. And so the point is, so many people avoid the painful process of full mobility that you build spiritual scar tissue, and you don't have the full range of motion that you used to have that God wants to intend in your life. And we serve a God of restoration, sir. I mean, at the end of the day, God wants to restore. God wants to rebuild. God wants to ultimately revive. But it's a process. Yes. And so that's why I jumped into Nehemiah, because Nehemiah— Remember, the Bible says that Nehemiah saw that the walls were burnt down and he had a burden. And so he started fasting. He sought the king. But ultimately, what Nehemiah did, which here's the, here's the whole message right here, is Nehemiah didn't get new stones to rebuild the city. Nehemiah rebuilt the city with the same burnt stones.
0: Whoa.
1: Come on, somebody. Whoa. So in Nehemiah— because we always want the new. Okay? We always want the new. And so the, what's so miraculous about the story of Nehemiah that attracted me to him, God started speaking through it— is that Nehemiah didn't go get new stones to rebuild the city. He he rebuilt the walls with the same burnt down stones that were there in ruins. And Nehemiah actually says, he says, can these stones live again? And the people didn't believe it, but he brought the people together and they literally rebuilt, Pastor Serge, the city with the same burnt down stones. And here's the point. So often people, and if you are listening to this podcast, you think, well, Maybe there's something outside of my life that God's going to use to rebuild it when the truth is God's going to use the same things that you thought burnt you down to rebuild those same things in your life that will then be a testimony to people saying, no, I'm going to use what you thought was going to be your, your, your grave. God says, I'm going to use that to show the world that I'm the God who restores and will heal his people.
0: Oh my <laughs> Come on, goodness. Man.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. I'm just
0: thinking about, Right now, how many times when you're in that place of feeling burnt, unuseful, has been, and my wall's down, and God says, I want to repurpose you. Right. Think about how many people today we're losing because we're not rebuilding them. Right. We're going out and getting the new.
1: Yeah. Well, what happens is you start to stare at what used to be. And so for a hundred years, almost a full generation, those walls in Nehemiah had been torn down and people would actually just stare at what happened. But no one actually started rebuilding. So Nehemiah gets the people to start rebuilding. That's that rebuild, restore, revive. He's like, let's rebuild this. Let, let's restore what God is going to do. And I think what you're saying is when people are, are sometimes stunned in life, that what prolongs the restoration is unwilling to go through the hard work of that full restoration. What and is the hard work? Well, the hard work is confronting it, right? Confronting the ugly. I mean, it's easier to try to sweep it underneath the rug or or to run from it and I'll just throw it back to you. You know, pastor, some of the things you did. You know, it's for your, for restoration. And I, I mean, I ask you, what what did you do to get that full restoration? Right. When when because you could have ran. Yeah. You could you could have said, you know what, I'm not but God is the God of restoration. What, what, what are some of the things that you did?
0: Well, you said it confrontation. Mm-hmm. I had to allow myself to be confronted and to realize I'm not in control of the outcome. It's great because when you're a senior leader, <laughs> you, you can create and you can determine an outcome Yeah, because you carry a lot of influence. But when that influence was taken from me and given to my restoration team, And they started confronting me. Uh, They started making me aware of how I was being received. Yeah. And all of the deception that existed in my mind, all of the excuses. I think confrontation is a key because if you're not willing to be confronted, you won't find the cure. Right. And the cure is always found in the confrontation. Yeah. I think the other thing that helped me go through the process of restoration was that I was willing to fall on the rock.
1: That's great
0: instead of the rock having to fall on me. Mm. Brokenness makes you better if you can endure the pain of brokenness.
1: That's good.
0: And I I had to allow myself to be broken because, because you can really prop yourself up on things. Mm. Like you could placate, yeah. well, I'm doing good over here, but maybe not there. Right. I, I said, God, I'm going to yeah. trust you. I said, I've preached years about trusting you. Good. But I'm going to actually trust you and whatever you want to do, yeah. I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> I'm going to trust you to do it. Take whatever you want to take, yeah. do whatever you need to do. But I want to know you through this way like I've never known you.
1: That's so. And good. I think
0: in that process, it helped me on the quiet
1: days. Wow. And, you know, when you said trust, I, I think about how it's something that's so easily said like you know we sing songs about it yeah. you know everybody talks about it but that trusting god is it's not do you trust god with your successes do you trust god with your scars yes do you trust god with that restoration and and again i love that you're doing this podcast because there are so many people that in somewhere some way in their life they have been affected you know, in this past two years, nobody can say, yeah. you know, oh, you no, go. no, everybody's been through something. Everybody. Everybody's been through something. Everyone has some area. If they're honest. <laughs> right. They're honest. Right. Yes. And and you've got to be like, all right, God, I, I don't want to just just go through this, this Christian calisthenic. I don't just want to yes. want to like, you know, pretend you like it's like all that. good. No, but I, I want true healing. And a lot of people know Jesus as savior, but they don't know him as healer hmm. or restorer. And the Bible says that he's come, he says, to to bind up their wounds. He says to set the prisoner free. And that's really what a lot of our ministry is based upon. It's it's freedom house is number one, it's deliverance, but house because it's a home to get healed in, a home where God wants to actually heal your life. And you're so true, so many people that they'll live life on one level, like I'm all right, but no, I'm talking about full, total restoration. And going back to the story of Nehemiah, that's why I love it, because it bothered him that the walls weren't restored. He's like, I'm not just going to live generation to generation with burnt down walls.
0: Should it bother us that there are areas of our life that we've kept in secret away from people?
1: I think it should b- divinely discomfort you to not not live to the ultimate of what God has for you. That that should be a driving force in every person's life.
0: One hundred percent. And I think when you were talking about Nehemiah, Nehemiah had to let himself feel the burden. Yeah. How can a person? Who's listening right now? Get a burden for their restoration or for the restoration of their family.
1: It's a divine discomfort. I know that's a very Christian term, you know, divine discomfort. Explain that. But, that's good. But though. a divine discomfort is is where you 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 literally feel almost like a spiritual fomo, fear of missing out. We are like there has to be more to this. Like this is not not this is not everything God intended for my life. And that discomfort is, yeah, you should go to bed feeling like, like there, there's more God wants to do through me. Um, you know, if you're in a marriage that is not where it should be, you're thinking this is not the fullness of what God had for our marriage. This is not the fullness of what God had for my kids, my business, your finances. God wants to restore every area of your life. And I just interject here: mentally, relationally, yes. physically, financially, God, every area God wants to see in full restoration, abundance, and, and prosperity. But that restoration really is, is, is a divine discomfort. You know, if you're battling, if your finances are in disorder, you got to get Say, man, I don't want to live broke anymore. That's right. And, and it's that discomfort that drives you to say, you know what? I'm going to get this in order. I'm going to let God rebuild it, restore it. So it can be revived right And revival, thriving, flourishing, um, you know, uh, in that area. But I would say the second level doesn't go burden. The second level is when you're building is distraction. Wow. Because, there's another verse in Nehemiah in chapter six and verse three. Well, remember when he actually starts building it? Okay, now he's getting it going, little process. Okay, maybe I went to one counseling, just trying to correlate it. Okay, you know before I mean? <laughs> you say anything
0: yeah. else, I want everyone that's watching and listening. Yeah, um, we're going to end this episode because I want to ask you about revival. Okay. It's a word that's used often, but it's a misunderstood word. 100%. You've been listening to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio and I'm with Pastor Josiah Silva. And wow, Pastor, thank you. We're not done. Um, I believe there's more and revival is on its way. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Share it with a friend. God Scott. bless you.